It's Sunday, February 19th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Senior officials from the U.S. and China traded accusations over the downed Chinese balloon in a tense atmosphere of public speeches and a secret meeting Saturday between the country's top diplomats. Wang Yi, China's most senior foreign policy official, used a morning speech at the Munich Security Conference to criticize the nearly hysterical reaction of Washington to the appearance of its balloon over U.S. territory. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Wang sat down for an hour-long meeting that was not publicly scheduled, and Mr. Blinken told his counterpart that China's surveillance balloon program has been exposed to the world, according to the State Department. Mr. Wang stated China's position on the balloon incident and urged the U.S. to resolve the damage to the relationship caused by the indiscriminate use of force, a reference to the shooting down of the Chinese balloon by a U.S. jet fighter on February 4th. Meanwhile, Vice President Kamala Harris on Saturday said that the U.S. has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity, speaking days before the first anniversary of Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. From the starting days of this unprovoked war, we have witnessed Russian forces engage in horrendous atrocities and war crimes, said Ms. Harris, speaking at the Munich Security Conference. We have examined the evidence, we know the legal standards, and there is no doubt these are crimes against humanity, she said to applause from the gathered officials. Ms. Harris accused the Russians of widespread and systematic attack against a civilian population citing civilian deaths in a Mariupol theater, an attack on a maternity hospital, mass deportations of Ukrainian children, and widespread evidence of torture and execution-style killings of civilians in the near-year-long war. Ms. Harris said people who committed war crimes would be held to account. Around the world, aid flows into northwest Syria have increased since deadly earthquakes devastated a swath of the country and disrupted life-saving assistance to millions of people in an area that has been under a crippling siege for years. Nearly 200 trucks of United Nations aid have crossed the Turkish border into northwestern Syria since operations resumed on February 9th after a pause caused by road destruction and the impact of the quakes on humanitarian staff. The death toll from the February 6th earthquakes centered in southern Turkey rose to more than 46,400. The quakes devastated a swath of northern Syria that for more than a decade has been ravaged by civil war. In other news, Senator John Fetterman could remain hospitalized for more than a month as the Pennsylvania Democrat undergoes treatment for depression following a series of health setbacks. On Wednesday, Mr. Fetterman checked himself into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, the second hospitalization for the freshman senator in recent weeks. His office said that Mr. Fetterman has experienced depression off and on throughout his life and that the senator voluntarily entered the hospital after consulting with the attending physician for Congress, Dr. Brian P. Monahan. A senior aide to Mr. Fetterman said in an interview late Friday that the senator will remain hospitalized as doctors try out new medications and dosages to test their efficacy. The hospital stay could range from weeks to more than a month, but likely less than two months, the aide said, citing the time frame the doctors are focusing on. And 
Former President Jimmy Carter, after health setbacks and a series of hospital stays, has decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family and receive hospice care rather than seek further medical interventions, the Carter Center said Saturday. The center said in a tweet Saturday that Mr. Carter, who is 98 years old, has the full support of his family and his medical team. Mr. Carter is the oldest living former president, as well as the longest-lived former president in the country's history. Mr. Carter said that his post-presidency, and specifically his work at the Carter Center, founded with his wife and former First Lady Rosalind, had been far more gratifying personally than his years in the White House. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 2002 for his work to resolve international conflicts and to promote democracy, human rights, and economic and social development. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.